Hey everybody, God bless you and welcome to Swerve Church. So glad that you are joining us today. My name is Danny. If we haven't had the pleasure of, uh, of meeting in person just yet, so glad you can join us today as we wrap up our series at the movies. Every year we do at the movies, generally around the summertime. And it's a fun series, a lighthearted series where we look at uh, some popular movies and we pull out some themes uh, that connect and tie in with some of the things that we see in scripture. I have a lot of fun preparing it. I hope you guys enjoy uh, as we look at clips from the movie and then we, as we study the Bible together. Now today's movie is Hamilton. Have you guys seen the movie yet? Let me know in the comments if you saw it and what you thought of uh, the movie. Or better yet, did you have the chance of being able to watch it live? It, it is a musical after all. You could have seen it in Bro on Broadway here in New York City. If you did, let me know in the comments. I want to know what you thought about it. Uh, we saw it here at home and we absolutely enjoyed the movie a ton. Now if you haven't, let me catch you up a little bit on the premise of the story. Hamilton is a musical that artistically tells the story of one of our founding fathers, Alexander Hamilton. At the end of the musical, there's a song that is sung that is titled this, Who Lives, Who Dies, Who Tells Your Story. You got to hear a little bit of it as we began uh, today's message. Who lives, who dies, who tells your story. And this song is all about the legacy that you leave behind once this life is over. Now, let me ask you guys about this, about legacy, that idea of legacy. You know, perhaps this is something that maybe you haven't made much thought of. You haven't thought about this very much, especially if you're young and you're healthy. You know, you figure you have a long life ahead. You know, perhaps this doesn't really cross your mind very much. The idea of legacy, the idea of what is the story that people will tell about your story once you are no longer with us? Have you ever thought about that idea of legacy? You know, perhaps the best time to put thought into legacy is now when you can consciously make a decision to leave behind a great legacy. If you are young and healthy and have a long life ahead of you, then perhaps the best time to think about legacy is right now. Now listen, if, uh, if you're older and you, your life is full of regrets right now, uh, I want to tell you that it's not over for you. Uh, you don't have to give up. There's still a time for you. There's still a chance for you to live a life of legacy and to leave a legacy that you'll be proud of. You know, but thinking about this idea of legacy and watching this movie and listening to this song, Who Lives, Who Dies, Who Tells Your Story, uh, it had me thinking about, you know, the worldly legacy that people tend to want to leave behind. A worldly legacy is leaving behind wealth. You know, it's, you know, maybe uh, leaving behind houses for your kids or your grandkids. Maybe it's a, a huge, a fat inheritance that you leave behind. It's fame and it's notoriety or uh, a statue, a memorial of you. A lot of times when we think of legacy, a worldly legacy, these are the things that pop into our minds. Uh, but what's even more important than that? What's even more valuable than an inheritance that you leave behind, fame or notoriety or wealth. What is even more important than that? What's even more important than a wealthy legacy that you leave behind is leaving behind a godly legacy. You see, you can have fame, you can have wealth, you can have a lot of money, you can have a statue uh, made in your memorial and still be a dirtbag, right? You can have all the money in the world and still be a dirtbag. But you can be poorer than broke and leave behind a godly legacy that people can respect, that people can admire, that people can hope to live up to, 
and more importantly, a legacy that honors God. So that's what we're going to be talking about today, about how do we leave a godly legacy? How do we leave a godly legacy? And so to answer that question, we're going to look at a, a passage in the New Testament. And in this passage, um, we're going to look at an experienced older Christian leader leaving uh, advice and giving advice to a younger, less experienced uh, Christian leader. That's exactly what we're going to be uh, reading here from the book of 1 Timothy. Paul, who's an experienced older Christian, is going to give advice to a young up-and-coming uh, leader named Timothy. You can call him Little Timmy if you want. And Paul is going to leave some advice to him. He's going to give Timothy advice on how to leave a godly legacy. And we're going to learn this as well as we study this passage. We're going to learn what it looks like. And we're going to see that no matter your age, if you're young and inexperienced and a young Christian, or if you're older uh, or, and you're full of mistakes and regrets, it's never too late. It's not too late. As long as you have breath, there is an opportunity for you to leave a godly legacy. So today we have four points. If you'd like to take notes, you can write this down or, or text it uh, down in your, note, uh, in your note app, whatever you have. Number one is this, flee ungodliness and pursue righteousness. How do we leave a godly legacy? By fleeing ungodliness and pursuing righteousness. This is what Paul says in 1 Timothy uh, chapter 6, verse 11. This is how Paul opens up this conversation about leaving a godly legacy. He says this, But you, man of God, flee from these things. Now what things exactly is Paul talking about? Well, if you read uh, the first five chapters of 1 Timothy, he talks about a lot of different things, a lot of advice, a lot of correction that Paul gives uh, Timothy there. Things about un ungodliness, things about false teaching. So he says, but you men of God, you flee from these things. And what do you pursue? You pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. Now, isn't it interesting that Paul uses the word flee in regards to ungodliness. Why does Paul use the word flee? It reminds me of, of a story in the Old Testament about a young man named Joseph uh, who worked up the ranks and, and found himself in the house of the most powerful man of his day inside of Pharaoh's house. Well, he was uh, second in command. He held a position of much respect and honor. And the Bible says that he was a, a good-looking guy. Well, in the story, Pharaoh's wife uh, likes what she sees and wants what she sees in, uh, in young Joseph. And so she attempts to seduce Joseph. Now, put yourself in Joseph's shoes for uh, a second. You have, you're second in command. You have everything within your reach. You're a good-looking guy. Uh, now, I don't know about you, but I would have to imagine the most powerful man on the planet probably had a good-looking wife, and she wants him. And he could have whatever he wants. But what does Joseph choose? Joseph chooses to flee. Quite literally, he runs away from temptation. He flees ungodliness. He flees temptation. And he leaves her behind, literally leaving his coat behind, running away from temptation. What does flee mean? Flee does not mean to entertain sin. It doesn't mean to play with ungodliness. It does not mean uh, to get to as close as you can 
without crossing the line, tiptoeing on the edge, which quite frankly is what so many of us like to do. Uh, in fact, so many times when we read the Bible and when we study God's Word, we want to see, all right, what is the line that we can't cross? So we can get as close as we can to that to the line and maybe dance on it and maybe, you know, tiptoe or as close as we can and crouch as close as we can to the line and try to get closer. But that's not what Paul's saying here. Paul says we need to run in the opposite direction. We need to flee ungodliness. Flee means to run as fast as you can in the opposite direction. And it's interesting to me that Paul says to flee that and he says to pursue these other things, to pursue righteousness, to pursue godliness, to pursue faith, to pursue love, to pursue endurance and gentleness. And I think the fact that Paul uses the word pursue uh, means that those are things that don't come naturally to us. We need to be intentional about looking for these things. We need to be intentional about pursuing righteousness, godliness, faith, so on and so forth. Right To pursue means that you have to intentionally fight for faith in those moments in your life when you're feeling faithless. To pursue means that we need to pursue righteousness in a world all around us that's full of wickedness and is full of injustice. We need to pursue righteousness. To pursue godliness means that we are in the middle of a world that is godless and that is in the middle of an immoral culture. Right? It means that we have, to, uh, we have to love when everyone else has hate in their heart. It means we have to have endurance when the world is pushing you to give up. Uh, to, to pursue gentleness means we have to be gentle in a world where we're taught that only the strong survive. And we have to pursue these things. They don't come naturally to us. We have to, by the Holy Spirit's power, flee ungodliness and pursue these things. How do we leave a godly legacy? We flee from ungodliness and we pursue righteousness. Here's number two in your notes. How do we leave a godly legacy? Number two is this, fight the good fight of faith. And that's exactly what 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12 says. Fight the good fight of faith. And guys, you know this, right? Faith sure does seem like a fight sometimes. It seems like a downright brawl. It's a, it's a struggle. Our, keeping our faith, it's laborious. It's difficult. It ain't easy. In fact, if it, would, if it was easy, everyone would do it. Everyone would pursue a relationship with God. Everyone would have faith and they wouldn't lose it if it was easy. But what is it? It's difficult, but it is a good fight, which means that it is a fight worth fighting for. Did you ever feel like your faith was under attack? Maybe it was under attack by your circumstances, by the difficulties that you face in life, the things that you're going through. Maybe you feel like your faith has been under attack by other people, other people that question your motives, that question your decisions, that question your devotedness to following God and pursuing Jesus Christ. And sometimes, you know, those attacks come from people closest to you, not from strangers, but from family members and from friends that are close to you. Maybe you feel like your faith is under attack by our spiritual enemy, who the Bible says comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. Maybe sometimes you even feel that your faith is under attack by yourself, and you do yourself in, and you harm yourself. It feels like it's under attack. In a fight worth fighting for, you simply do not give up. If there is something that is worth fighting for, you don't throw in the towel, you don't hang the gloves, you don't give it up. 
in a fight that's worth fighting, you continue to press on and you do not give up. And there's going to be days where you feel like you're getting punched on every single side, where it feels like you're getting sucker punched. You need to fight the good fight of faith. There's going to be days where you feel like you're being pulled down and pulled in different directions. You need to fight the good fight. You're going to feel like you're being strangled by your problems, like you're being strangled by every issue and difficulty that comes into life and your hardships. You need to fight the good fight and not give up. Why? Why do we need to fight the good fight? We fight the good fight because life with Jesus is so much better than life without Him. Life with Jesus is so much better than anything else. Because in Jesus Christ, you know that you are, you are known and that you are loved, that you are forgiven, that you are cherished. And, and, and through Jesus Christ, you have a purpose, you have a calling, you have a mission, and you have dignity in Christ. These are all things that money cannot give you, money cannot buy, wealth, fame, riches, none of that can be given to you. Only Jesus Christ fulfills those things. And it's so much better because Jesus gives us a peace that surpasses all understanding is what the Bible says. Because the Bible promises that His love will never fail. Because the Word of God promises that nothing can separate us from the love of God. Why do we fight? We fight the good fight. We do not give up. God is not done with you and it ain't over as long as you have breath, as long as you are alive. Don't give up now. After all that you've done and all that you've experienced already, don't give up. Fight the good fight of faith because it is a fight that is worth fighting for. And here's number three. How do you leave a godly legacy? Number three, live in light of eternity. Live in light of eternity. Now listen, this has been a common theme over the past few weeks in the movies that we've been uh, watching and kind of reviewing and, and the verses, the scriptures, the big ideas. This has been a, a main topic and I, I don't know who this is for. I don't know if you've gotten the message yet, all right? But, but here's the message. We need to live in light of eternity. We need to live in light of eternity. First Timothy chapter 6, verse 12 says, Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of eternal life to which you were called and about which you have made a good confession in the presence of many witnesses. You see, living in light of eternity means that we're not living our lives with an earthly focus, focus on everything that we see, everything that's around us, our problems, our issues, our difficulties, the here and now. We're not caught up in it. We're not caught up in the here and now. We're not caught up in the rat race of life, trying to pursue and put all our efforts in obtaining uh, more things and putting our hope in objects and, and temporary things and things that fade and, and riches and gold and money. We don't put our hope in all those things. It means that we have living in light of eternity means that we live for a greater purpose and we live for a greater meaning than our own existence. It means that one day all these things that we see around us, the pain, the hardship, uh, and even the gold, the riches, and the wealth, all those things will pass, but we will be in eternity with Jesus away from those tears, away from pain, away from sickness, away from heartache. 
We have that hope that one day we will be in the arms of Jesus for those of us who put our faith in Jesus Christ and trusted God to, to, to give us the forgiveness of sin and new life, that we can be in the presence of Jesus forever, away from all those things. It means that we understand that the suffering that we're going through right now is temporary. And that ultimately, listen to this, God can use your difficulty and your pain, He can use it for His uh, glory and for your good. That's what that means, living in light of eternity. It means that we can live with faith, that God has everything under control. That though it seems like the world is falling apart, and though it seems like we don't know what's going to happen and what's next and what's going on in this world, and, and we're confused and we don't know what to do and it's hard for us to plan, we can have faith that God has not lost control, that He is sovereign, that He is loving, and that at the end of the day, Jesus wins. That's what that means, living in light of eternity. We can live with certainty. We can live with confidence. Listen, not in ourselves, not in our abilities. Right? If, that, if anything's been shown to us these past seven months, is that we cannot trust ourselves and our own abilities and to maintain ourselves because all that can be ripped away from us in a heartbeat. But we can have certainty, we can have trust, we can have confidence in God. We can have confidence, not in this world, but in Christ. In Christ. How do we leave a godly legacy? We live in light of eternity. And here's number four, here's the last point. Share the hope of Jesus with others. How do we leave a godly legacy? Number four, share the hope of Jesus with others. Paul says it this way to Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 13 and 14. I charge you to keep this command. Keep this command without fault or failure until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now what command is Paul talking about here? Well, throughout the letter, Paul is helping to instruct young Timmy to remain faithful to the teaching of the gospel, the preaching of the gospel, of the planting of the church, of the making disciples of all people. Throughout all uh, the first letter to Timothy, he warned him against false doctrines. He warned, he told him about discipling others and sharing the gospel with others and doing life with others and sharing Jesus. And one of the greatest things that we can do as followers of Christ to leave a godly legacy is to share the good news of Jesus, to share with others, with as many people as possible. Now listen, whenever you uh, experience a new restaurant, right? When you taste a new food or a new restaurant, you try a new restaurant and you love it. Whenever you watch a good show or a movie, what do you do, right? Uh, you know, Mulan came out this past week and all I see in my Facebook feed is Mulan, Mulan, Mulan. Everybody's talking about Mulan and how much they enjoyed Mulan and how much they loved the movie. Whenever you experience something that you enjoy, whenever you experience something life impacting, you tell others about it. It's a natural response. And it's the same thing that we can do. What do you do with the great, with the single most greatest, most important information that you can ever have? You share it with others. And that's the hope that you found in Christ. You share that hope with your friends. You share that hope with your family. You share that hope with your neighbors. You share that hope with strangers. You just let people know about how God has transformed your life, about how Jesus has washed away your sins and how God has given you a renewed sense of purpose and calling. And talk about legacy. Talk about legacy. Imagine sharing, some, sharing Jesus with someone who puts their faith in Jesus and gets baptized and gets, and gets plugged into a strong Bible-believing church. 
And then one day you both end up in heaven and you see them. And you guys embrace each other and they're there because you shared with them about Jesus. And then they can tell somebody about, about Jesus and that person gets saved. And you, have all, you all have a big party in heaven because you shared this legacy. You shared Jesus. Talk about leaving a legacy. It's the best thing that you can do. Listen, you have a story. God has done something in your life. God has forgiven you of so much. There's so much that God has done in your life. Share your story. This doesn't have to be weird. This doesn't have to be crazy. Listen, you don't have to sit on a soapbox or bring, you know, a, a 3,000 watt speaker to the park and yell at people. You have a story. Share that with people. Share what God has done in your life and how he's changed your life. You can share about how you have found hope. Share it with others. Don't keep it a secret. All right. The same way you went ahead and told everybody about Mulan or about, you know, that amazing taco that you had, you know, tell people about Jesus. Let them know about Jesus. Show and share Jesus with others. This is the greatest legacy that you can leave. The greatest legacy that you can leave behind is not one that is full of wealth or cars or houses or, or stocks. None of those, none of those material things. It's great. Listen, if you have a lot of that, uh, just make sure you include me in your will. I'll, I'll be glad to grab it. Uh, you know, if, uh, you know, God forbid you would leave this earth and into eternity. It's not bad. But what's greater is leaving a godly legacy. And the greatest legacy you can leave is living a godly life, a God-honoring, a God-fearing life and surrendering your life to Jesus. And if you're listening to me right now and you've yet to put your faith in Jesus, what are you waiting for? God has given you an opportunity through Jesus Christ to experience forgiveness of sin and new life. You and I, we have one thing in common, and that is that we're both sinful. And we fall, the Bible says, incredibly short before the glory of God. But God has given us a way out. He's provided a payment for our debt that we owe. And that is through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And Jesus lived the perfect and sinless life that you and I could not live. And he died the death that we deserved in our place. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, God raised him from the grave. So that in his death, we have forgiveness of sin. And in his life, we have newness of life and the promise of an eternity with him. What do you need to do to, to, to experience this gift of God's grace? The Bible says it's simple. All you need to do is put your faith in Jesus. Now listen, I know you may have been told a million different things. You got to pray, you know, this many Hail Marys. Uh, you need to, you know, have a big King James, you know, thick Bible on your coffee table. You got to do X, Y, Z. Jesus says, the Word of God says, all you need to do is put your faith in Him. And the Bible says once you do that, God writes your name, the Lamb's Book of Life. Your sins are forgiven. You are a new creation, the Bible says. And then the Holy Spirit enters your life and it begins to change and transform you to look more and more like Jesus day in and day out. If you're watching this and you haven't made that decision, I want to encourage you to put your faith in Jesus today. You pray a simple prayer and invite Jesus into your life. How do you leave a godly legacy? Well, we flee ungodliness and we pursue righteousness. We run far away. 
from temptation and sin, and we run towards those things that honor God. How do we leave a godly legacy? We fight the good fight of faith. Faith is difficult. It's hard. There's challenges that come our way and attempt to rock our faith. But we fight the good fight because the fight of faith is a fight worth fighting for. We live in light of eternity because the here and now and what we see around us will fade away. It's all temporary. But living in light of eternity means that we focus on the things that truly matter. And we recognize that once this life is over, we have the promise of being in the arms of our Heavenly Father. How do we leave a godly legacy? We share the hope of Jesus with as many people as possible. I hope you guys are encouraged by this. Let's pray. God, I pray the temptation is real, right? So I pray, God, that you would help us to flee temptation, to flee ungodliness. And I pray, God, you might help us pursue righteousness and to live our lives in a godly way so that we can leave a godly legacy. Lord, I pray you help us to fight the good fight of faith. Even right now, Lord, I know that so many people are struggling in their faith. They are, are battling. They feel uh, sh- they feel struck down. Lord, I just pray by the power of your spirit that you would empower them and lift them up and that they would uh, not give up and fight the good fight of faith, that they would be steadfast. And God, I just I know, Lord, that the greatest legacy we can leave behind is one of sharing Jesus, the hope of Jesus Christ, with as many people as possible. So I just pray, God, that you might give us courage to do so. And that when we share the gospel with our friends, with our family members, with our neighbors, even with strangers in our community, God, I pray that those seeds would be sown into uh, ready hearts, God, and that your Holy Spirit would do the work that it can only do and that we can. That they would surrender to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. God, help us leave a godly legacy. Everything in the world around us is constantly challenging us and pushing us away from, uh, away from living a life that honors you, God. But we want to honor you first. God, we want to live our lives in a way that is worshipful unto you and leave a godly legacy behind, God, that you know, whenever this life is over, that people might say, wow, that was a faithful servant of God. I want to be like him. I want to be like her. Help us do this in a way that brings you glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.